Options is back. We are rolling like a freaking stone down a mountain. We got so much inertia behind us right now. And we got Sam Martin in here today. Very interesting guest. I was just telling him, and we'll find out about it. He runs Winter Circle. Um, his retargeting ads are so good that they were popping up every day on all my social medias for a long time. And I, I was like, damn, this is good. I got to get him on. So Sam, welcome to the show. Awesome. Happy to be here, man. Absolutely. So I listened to a podcast that you were on recently today in preparation. You know, it's like a quarterback watching film. I hear you. <laughs> and uh, the thing that struck me right away, I knew your background. You grew up on a farm, very hardworking, and then founded Winner's Circle. Um, I did not know at the age of 21 that you amassed $364,000 in commission in one year. Yeah, it was, it was pretty incredible for me, you know, coming from the farm. That was a lot of money to me, you know? Absolutely. I mean, I think that's a lot of money to anybody. So getting right into it, before we get on to the founding uh, of Winter Circle, your business, um, you grew up on a farm. Tell me about your childhood. Just kind of give, give me your background. Yeah. So um, I grew up on a farm, came from a big family. If you see any, you know, some of my story, it's in there as well. But there was there's 14 of us. So I was I have 13 siblings, grew up on a farm, was homeschooled, kind of in that blue collar space. Um, so I, I played sports in high school, like love football, wrestling, even did a little bit of baseball early on. But I always kind of had these big dreams. And everyone kind of looked at me like I was a little crazy because I, I wanted something more than, you know, the blue collar nine to five, get a 401k work for 65, you know, work till you're 65 and, and retire. Um, so I just, I thought there was more out there and I thought it was business. Cause I was like, I can't make to the NFL. I'm too short, you know, and small. Um, and I can't, you know, I like, I didn't have any like special skills or anything. I didn't want to go to college. So I thought business was the way, um, and real estate and, you know, things of that nature, but I didn't have any capital. So I was like, I got to learn sales so I can, you know, uh, build that capital and then, and then get into that stuff. So that's kind of how it all started. Interesting. And so 13 siblings. So this is literally like the set of cheaper by the dozen. This is real. <laughs> by the dozen. We, we outdone them. Yep. Is your dad, Steve Martin? Is that what you're telling me? No, no, he's not. I probably wouldn't have to be doing sales. Uh, if I, if my dad was, <laughs> he was in the picture, but, uh, and I, uh, I was thinking about your story beforehand and I'm sure you can attest to, uh, I mean, that mentality you probably built and that mindset, working hard every day. Um, you know, I don't know exactly what you're doing on the farm. What, what were you doing? Yeah, I mean, uh, it was, it was uh, you know, my dad had an organic dairy farm, so like 120 cows, you know, so milking cows. We had chicken houses. We had 500 acres. So just about everything, you know, running equipment, all kinds of stuff like that. But yeah, that was definitely a foundation for me, like learning hard work, you know, working 365, you know, in storms and the freezing cold you know dealing with all the elements stuff like that so that was definitely a foundation but you know uh there's definitely there's there's other things you need to learn too hard work is the foundation and discipline um but you know there's i had to learn tech skills i had to learn communication sales persuasion all this stuff too that that was built on that foundation for sure and did i, did I hear that you were homeschooled as well yeah. So I was homeschooled. Um, I went to one year of like a Votech school as a senior, but other than that was homeschooled my, my entire education. I hadn't, I had not gone to college either straight, straight into like kind of the blue collar world um, out of high school. I did plumbing, landscaping, things like that before I was able to get into sales. Cause it was hard kind of breaking into sales, you know, just not having any of that experience, but um, you know, was able to get in with a company and, and, you know, figured it out. So. 
Absolutely. No, that's, that's how you do it right there. And I think it's very interesting, um, your background and where you are now, because usually I guess the general perception of homeschooled children are that they might, the, the, the con is that they're going to be maybe socially awkward, right? <laughs> but you literally, you can't have that in sales. And especially if you're succeeding, you can't be socially awkward. Like you can, but it's a big obstacle. So, yeah. That's, that's fascinating to me. Did you ever deal with that at all? Or was, you know, the 13 siblings like a classroom? In a- <laughs> yeah, we had, we had two classes out of that. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's definitely, definitely a little bit of a factor, like growing up homeschooled, you always feel like a little different, a little odd. You don't get quite as much social interaction. Fortunately, I was able to play sports like for the, the school. So I got a little bit of that there. Um, but still definitely like when I was young, I was very laid back, very shy, like a little, you know, a little socially awkward, introverted, whatever. So it was not me at all to do sales. Like the, when I made the 364 um, in a year, I was doing door-to-door sales. So that's like as brutal and as cold of a sale as you can do. Um, but I, I had to learn all that. Like I was like, this is my goal and this is who I have to become to achieve that. So I'm just going to become it. Like, and I just didn't really give myself, you know, room to be like, oh, well, this is comfortable or this is who I thought I was. It's like, this is the goal and this is who I need to be to achieve that. And then boom, execute. So let's see, timeline, you're 21 doing that. Is that your first sales experience off the farm? So I had before that, like I, official sales role, yes. Like I had done some like multi-level marketing stuff, had tried that, um, was like working with a couple different companies, like never seen, had seen any results with that. And then I had done, uh, I made an investment myself, did a training program that I was supposed to learn like sales and, and business stuff. Um, and that I was doing some like sales stuff with that. That was a few months long. Um, so that like investing in myself had always been a huge part of the growth. Like even before when I was doing multi-level marketing stuff, you know, I was listening to Grant Cardone, you know, buying courses, coaching, stuff like that, books. Um, but that program was really good as well as uh, like other programs that I plugged into, um, so those were like, that was like the only sales experience. And then at, like at 19, I started with this company as my first official sales role. Okay. And so you just said Cardone. Um, I'm sure, you know, Robbins, right. All these guys, Goggins. Yeah. yeah. Well, thinking back to your childhood now, I feel like it may have benefited you to not, you know, be in these giant groups of kids that are looking at you because the tendency when you're young and people are getting into self-improvement is to kind of point and laugh. Cause they might be insecure that you're doing it. They're not, or they don't think they can go through it. I feel like that may have, may have helped you a lot because you're kind of in your own world. You're really getting that in your subconscious brain, right? Am I onto something or am I just throwing darts at a, yeah, I mean, there's definitely an element of that. Like, because you're not like, you're kind of already one of the weird kids. So it's not as big of a deal to like be a little more weird, but I still, I definitely still experience that. Like being in the locker room with football and wrestling and stuff like that. Um, you always have the, the people on the good side of it and the people on not the bad on the bad side of it. Um, you know, I, early on, I was even trying to do stuff and I was telling people like, yeah, I'm going to be rich someday. And they're all like, I had people that were like, dude, like, you're just going to be a farmer, like your dad, like, blah, blah, blah. Like, what are you talking about? You, why are you worrying about, why are you spending money on this training and stuff? Um, so you're always going to have people that don't understand it. And obviously there's nothing wrong with, with being a farmer, but they were just downplaying like, you know, you're always going to have people that, that kind of shit on your dreams. So it's like, you got to decide for yourself and just be hard, hard locked in on that. No matter what anybody's going to say, I think no matter who you are, you're going to get some of that pushback, you know, even your mom and your dad, 
are, are you know, aren't going to understand it a lot of times, you know? hundred percent. And uh, I mean, I love my mom and I love my dad, of course, but I mean, they grew up in a different age and I think there's a lot of, uh, clearly, you know, that there's a lot more opportunity out there, especially starting online than there was when they were growing up. So they might not understand it. Right. A hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, I think it's like, again, there's nothing wrong with working blue collar. There's nothing wrong with being a farmer or doing any other career or education or whatever. The issue comes when people just automatically fall into, oh, this is what my parents did, or this is what Uncle Bill says to do, or the system says to go to college. They're not even really taking the time to be intentional and think about like, what kind of life do I want to live? What kind of money do I want to make? How do I want to structure my life? And then building their career around that. Most people are just kind of falling into whatever they fall around, you know, fall into. That's one of the things I really focus on helping people do is like, don't pick a career, then build your life around the career. Pick the life that you want to have, define that clearly, set your targets and goals, and then build your career around that. Find something that fits that. So that's a huge piece that I think a lot of people miss. Um, and some people overanalyze it too. You know, they're sitting on the sidelines like, oh, there's all these options. But if you never take a step forward, if you never start taking action, um, you're, you're not even going to learn anything. You know, nothing looks the same on the sidelines as it does on the field. Yes, the paradox of choice. And there is a, there's a lot of different options out there. I feel like that, you know, paralyzes some people to an extent these, uh, these days. And obviously good for you for freaking going for it. And so take me through your transition from that first sales job. Actually, before we get into winter circle, did you, did you in your mind, have you, had you trained yourself to think truly that you were going to hit 365 that first year? So um, how it happened was I started like mid year and the, the industry that I was in was construction, roofing, exterior sales. So it's kind of like seasonal, you know, you don't work like a full 12 years out of the, or months out of the year. Um, so it was kind of like mid season. I had like four or five months, maybe six months to like get geared up. Um, and then that was my first full year that I did, uh, 364. So I, I actually, I like got into it. I was learning it. I made about like 60, 70 grand my first six months. Um, and then I went to, I was at a conference, I think it was growth con, um, at like the beginning of the year. And I was like setting my goals for the year. And I was like, I'm going to make a million dollars this year. And like, I missed it horribly um, because I only made 364. But to me, it was like, I'm just going to do whatever, like I'm going to do whatever it takes to be the best. And I knew that there, there was other, there was guys that had done um, similar to that in the past. And I was like, if they can do it, I can do it. I'm just going to go in. And you, and you were kind of attributing this growth con to, you know, forming these habits that led you to that. Correct. Not necessarily growth con, but um, I mean, that, that was a piece to it. Like I'd, I'd always been going to events and I'd always been taking training. So I like, I can't necessarily attribute it to one specific thing, but like people, like people, it's the craziest thing to me because people will go to college and they'll spend 50 grand a year for four years while they do nothing but drink and party. And they're like, oh, this is a great education. This is investment in my future. But then when it comes time to make like an alternative education, you know, a couple grand in a program to help themselves, then it's like, oh, this is huge. You know, this is a huge investment. So for me, like I, I, I started doing those early on, like over the last, la I don't even know how, probably the last two years, I've probably invested 100 or 150 or maybe even 200 in programs like this, coaches, courses, programs, stuff like that. So I'm, I'm consistently going to events, getting around other people that think bigger because it's an osmosis thing. Like you're not going to go to one event and it's just going to click and like your whole life's going to change. It's like, um, 
I forget the exact quote, but it's like excellence is a state of being. It's not like something that just happens. It's like, it's a consistent state of being. So like, if you're showing up in that way consistently, things are just going to happen, but it's not necessarily going to be like a light bulb moment where everything just changes, if that makes sense. Absolutely. It's the kind of the disciplinary part of it. Right. Um, and motivational come and go even like daily, I might wake up tomorrow and have no motivation, but if I have a disciplinary, you know, system in place where I'm still going to get my shit done, then excellence is going to be the state of being, I'll be closer to that. hundred percent. It's a, it's the average of how you show up every single day throughout the year that, that determines your results. So. Okay. I like that because I was just going to bring up the, uh, you know, you're the average of the five people you're around the most. I didn't, I didn't translate it over to the entire year thing. I like that one a lot. Is that yeah, it? I mean, it's, it, people think it's like, you know, it's kind of like dollar cost averaging when you're investing in the stock market, right? Like if you invest just randomly, you know, the market might be higher, the market might be low, but if you're consistently investing over a period of time, like you're going to get results. And it's the same thing with sales or business or success. It's like, if you're showing up every day and you're doing the small things every single day, you're going to get results. It's like, not like if, or maybe it's just when, you know? So um, obviously you have to have intention and focus within that. But like, if you do the right thing every single day, some of my favorite books on the topic are Atomic Habits, Atomic Habits by James Clear, Slight Edge, um, or The Compound Effect are all kind of very similar on that. Like consistent action over time is what does it, you know? Yeah. And so hearing you talk about books, hearing you talk about these seminars, it's interesting. It's bold, if I may say. Take a drink at home. I, I said the word. But your, <laughs> your schooling is kind of basically your own school. Like it's these books. Getting a call, I see. Mute that out. It's these books. It's these seminars. You basically built your own university, I would argue. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess I guess I didn't really think about it like that, but yeah. Um, an education for life. I mean, like, I'm I think it's much more effective. And again, nothing against traditional university, like certain careers definitely need it, but the world in 2020 and 2021 and 2022, like is just evolving so fast with technology and like everything that's changing. The information that's coming out of these schools is probably 10, 15, 20 years old um, versus like programs and courses and coaches. Like you can get real time stuff that's working and up to date and, and, you know, like stuff that's active and, and present right now. So I think that's huge um, to be able to get that um, as well. Like some, you know, the personal mastery stuff, like some of that stuff has been the same for thousands of years. But some of it is, is different when it comes to business and sales and how to communicate with people now that everything's virtual. Like a lot of that stuff is evolving. And if you don't stay ahead of the curve, like you're just going to get left behind. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's why you got to keep learning. You got to keep being a sponge, osmosis, as you said. Um, so take me along the journey into starting Winner's Circle. You, you had the big year in door to door. That was 21. Did you start it when you turned 22 or that within the year or what were you thinking? Yeah. So, um, I started winter circle in the end of, of 2018. Um, so it was the fall of 2018, almost towards the winter where the season was kind of gearing down. And I was like, Hey, like over the winter, I'm not going to be, you know, doing cause we were doing roofs and stuff. Like it's, it's cold. You can't really do too much. Um, so I was like, I want, I want something to kind of learn to kind of work on, on the side, over the winter. And I was like, you know, if it takes off, I'll run with it. Um, if not, I'll kind of, you know, maybe I'll just go back to selling roofs, whatever. Um, so that's what I did over the winter and then just really became more and more passionate about it and really diving into it. Um, 
you know, so that's, I ended up parting ways and I was like, this is something I want to do. Um, and that's kind of how that transition transition happened. Okay. And, and did you know that you wanted to be, you know, offering this, this sales service, this sales <clears throat> consultant service, or was it something that you were trying to figure out what exactly you wanted to offer? Yeah. So like I mentioned early on, like I always kind of thought that maybe my path was to be in business. You know, I wanted to go to the NFL and figured out, you know, you have to be a certain size and skills to do that. So um, I always kind of wanted to be in business, but this whole time while I was doing landscaping, while I was doing plumbing, blue collar stuff, even throughout sales, I was keeping a list of business ideas that I had. So I have like a hundred, 200 different ideas, uh, but it needed to be something that was low overhead that I could do, et cetera. Um, so it kind of like came to me, like when I had the, that success, I was like, dude, like, you know, there's gotta be other people that need this as well. Right. There's other people that I know that are out there that are trying to do what, I, you know, what I've done. And I'm like, I can help those people in that manner. So I was still, uh, like young, obviously I was still a little green, but like, and I, I still had like, you're going to have limiting beliefs and self doubts at every stage. Like when I got into sales, it was like, do I have what it takes to be good at sales? And then when I, when I was getting into business, it's like, do I have what it takes to get into business? You know, I never went to school. I haven't, I don't have a business degree or anything like that. Um, so there was definitely some of those fears, but I really felt deep down. I was like, if I, if I become a master at this, you know, if I mastered it for myself and I can master the system and how I can help other people implement it. So that's really what, what it started out of passion and something I could do, um, you know, with not one, with not a ton of overhead. And it was something I was really passionate about as well. Yeah. And I mean, I, I mean, I can speak for you. I mean, I've, we've talked for what, 20, 30 minutes now out of our entire existence. I mean, you clearly have the charisma and just kind of the sales guy mantra, I'd say that automatically kind of makes you a good candidate for something like that. But then you add in the fact that a lot of people that if they were to start this, they probably quit after a couple months, <laughs> months, right? So, I mean, in the end, if you're already kind of born on second base, third base, like you are not to say you didn't work hard to get there. You didn't, obviously you got the base hit, you rounded first, you're there. But then if you just stick with it, eventually you're going to stay at the top, right? I mean, it's as simple as that. Yeah. I mean, people think that uh, it's like you get to this point and like you arrived or you made it or whatever. That never happens. Unless, if it does, I haven't gotten there yet. Right. So it's like you have to, it's totally up to you, the results that you want. Um, but yeah, for me going into business, like most people think like, oh, online business, I'm going to start some online business. There's really no overhead. Like it's going to be easy. You know, you just talk to people, you get some stuff rolling, you set up some funnels, a website, and like all of a sudden you're making millions from your laptop in Bali. Well, it's not quite that simple. Um, and for me, like, again, it's not that online business doesn't work or not that in-person business doesn't work, but I was coming from a farm kid and I didn't know what about marketing. You know, I knew sales, but I didn't really know much about tech stuff. I didn't know anything about online and ads and pixels and connections and, coding and stuff like that. So I had to learn that. And really it took a good year until anything of anything was really rolling. Um, as far as revenue wise, like it was cents on the dollar and I wasn't, I wasn't even breaking even. I put, um, close to a hundred thousand of my own money getting this thing launched between branding and, um, you know, contractors, coaches, people to really get it up and rolling. Um, and now like it is, you know, it's rolling and it's doing well, but like, a lot of people quit before it even ever gets to anything. So there's this fine balance between sticking to something and being determined and disciplined in that and pivoting when necessary. Like we made a lot of strategic pivots 
along our way just because, you know, the market was responding to a certain something and not something else. Um, but it's this, it's a really fine balance. And it, that's one of the most difficult things because there's shiny object syndrome, which is jumping from one thing to the next every couple months. And then there's like hardheadedness, which is just doing the same thing over and over again, even if it doesn't work. So you have to, you have to be able to navigate that really carefully. And that's definitely a challenge. And that's very interesting because I, I can totally see how that's a fine line. I mean, I'm probably guilty of shiny object syndrome myself. I like that one too. Um, and pivoting, of course, is important, especially nowadays when everything's rapidly changing in exponential fashion, really. Um, can you give me, I'm interested, what's, what's, a, what's a pivot you've made recently that turned out to be a good move and kind of how did you arrive at that decision? Yeah, so a recent pivot that we made, like when we first launched, we just like wanted to help people, right? And I say we, it was me at first and now we have a team. Um, but I didn't, I didn't have any idea like, how to help people or what people needed. I was just like, I'm passionate about this thing. And like, I'm going to go try and sell this to some people. Right. And I figured out that that was not the right approach. You have to figure out what people's needs are and then deliver what it is they need. So when we started out, we were kind of just like motivation and like self-help, but it was very broad and generic. And then we started to narrow down. Right. So we didn't started like our target market was the whole world. We were trying to sell this to anyone. Like I literally when I first started Winter Circle, I would go through my contacts list and I was just calling. I was just calling to try and, uh, you know, make some sales because we, we needed sales. So it went from like anyone to like salespeople, business people, entrepreneurs. And then we really figured out like it was still too vague and it was still too broad. And we're like, you know, we can't speak to everyone. We can't help everyone. So we're like, what do we have the most experience with? Which of our clients got the best results? And what are we really, really the best in the world at? And that was salespeople. So we help salespeople or people that want to get into sales. And that's really our, our zone of genius now um, because that was my background. You know, even if someone is in sales and they're only doing intermediate, intermediate, you know, I've been through that going from 60 to, to 360. Or if someone's trying to get into sales for the first time, you know, I've gone, gone through that as well from going from blue collar to in sales. So that's really, that's really a pivot that, that has been huge for us. So that's exactly how you ended up targeting me because I'm a sales guy. Right? <laughs> I mean, I love it. Probably the demographic that's in your wheelhouse, young twenties sales. And I, I consider myself, you know, a sponge. So I, you know, I, I'd like, I'd like to soak up some winter circle info. Hey. Uh, hey. Talk me through how you came to the winter circle name. Did you have a couple different names in there? Does it stand for something specific? Yeah. Um, so the full name is winter circle training um, is the name of the company, but for short winter circle. Um, I had a million different names kind of in mind that were, throwing back and forth, but something about winter circle just stuck out because I'm all about association and accountability and like environment, uh, uh, an, an, an environment of energy. Um, and I really just liked kind of this, this, um, this concept of like really being in the circle with winners and just showing up every single day with other people that are motivated, that are focused, that are getting stuff done because now it's important, right. When we're young, because it's like, maybe we're not as disciplined as we need to be. We're not as consistent. We need like kind of that support, you know, as a sales guy, especially if you're doing more like independent stuff, it can be a lonely road out there. Um, but then it's like 10 years down the road, 20 years down the road. Like, you know, I know as a salesperson and now, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit down that road, but a lot of these early guys, like they want to get into business. They want to make investments in real estate. Um, so being surrounded by people that are in that process and might be ahead of you and being able to soak up, that information is huge. So that's really what, what, what stuck with winter circle. 
No, and I must say I like it. Winter Circle is pretty badass, I'd say. It's a cool, uh, it's a cool aura it gives off. And uh, who doesn't want to be in the Winter Circle at the end of the day? You got to be. You got to be in the Winter Circle. You got to be. So another question. Obviously, as a business owner, you need to be showing up every day. You need to be high energy. You need to be on top of your shit. You need to get shit done. And I mean, for a lot of people, that means getting out of bed a little earlier than they're used to, you know, channeling some energy and just staying consistent. Do you have a few tricks? I'm sure you do on how to get your ass out of bed and hit the ground running. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, So that is super important. And that's been a key part. Like I would say that's one of the biggest things for me and the success that I've had. Um, One of the things that I utilize and all the people in Winter Circle is we do a daily morning focus call every day, Monday through Friday at 6am. It's about six to 10 minutes. It's really just focused on like staying sharp and showing up with the right intention for the day. So there's a quote um, that goes, I forget who said it. I'm drawing a blank on on the name, but if you give me six hours to cut down a tree, I'll spend the first four hours sharpening the ax, right? So that's what we do with that daily morning focus call every single day, Monday through Friday, is we're sharpening that ax. So we're showing up sharp, lethal, and effective way more than anyone else in the marketplace. And we just get more done. You know, everyone's showing up together. People are commenting their gratitude. This has whole environment as well as tangible training. Um, So that's what we do within the winter circle. Um, Without, you know, if you're not in the winter circle, it's something tangible you can do is like have a game plan before you go to bed. Like, what are you going to do every morning? Like for me, um, I don't need, I don't see it here, but I have a one page sheet of paper and it has my morning routines. It has my affirmations. It has, you know, my year goals for the year. Um, so every single year I have that one sheet. That's like my North star. Like, what are we doing? What are we getting done? What's the mission? What's my purpose? Like all that, you got to keep that in front of you every single day, because if you don't, then it's like, what, what are you even doing this for? Like, it's easy to forget, you know, you get caught up in social media you start seeing everybody else, what they're doing. It's like, what am I doing? What's my mission? What are my goals? What am I getting done today? So having a roadmap every single day is critical. Love it. Absolutely love it. And you said affirmations. I'm a big affirmations guy. Um, and there's a ton of different like forms of affirmations, obviously. Um, what, uh, so what do you use for this? Cause I've seen people with, you know, journals that have kind of preset affirmations Sometimes I write down 15, you know, the same sentence 15 times, do multiples of those. It's all over the board. What do you, what's your favorite one? Yeah. So I actually have a really good system for this that I love. And I I know it's been really helpful for a lot of people. I don't like um, kind of like cliche or standard affirmations, right? To me, affirmations should be specifically crafted for you and, and your goals. So there's this concept called beliefs, behaviors, results, right? Your beliefs determine the behaviors that you take and the behaviors that you take determine the results that you get, right? So if this is like a two engine cylinder, the beliefs and behaviors that's firing, the results are going to be automatic. So too many people are focused on the result, they're focused on the outcome, and they're not focused on the beliefs that they're holding deeply to be true and the actions that they're taking when this is really where it all stems from, right? So that when it comes to affirmations is what are the goals that you have? What are the tangible results that you want to achieve? And then what are the beliefs that someone that had those goals would hold deeply to be true? And what actions would they take? So say you um, want to make 300,000 in sales, or you want to start a business, or you want to lead a small team. What would someone that has that goal already, what beliefs would they hold deeply to be true? And what actions would they take? So crafting specific affirmations around affirming 
those, those beliefs that you need to hold. Right. So for me, um, it's one that I'm using right now, um, is I'm extremely protective of my time and focus that is needed for the mission. Right. Because one of the things that I hadn't done well in on, on the past was giving out my time too carelessly, just to anyone who wanted to chat or have a call or whatever. Um, so now that's a huge focus of mine is protecting my time and focus that is needed for the mission. So that's a specific affirmation that is needed to achieve my, my goals. Does that make sense? Oh yeah. That helps. I mean, obviously you're not doling your time out to just any schmuck. I mean, you're making sure that this is going to sharpen you iron sharpens iron. So hundred percent. And it's, it's different for me as it would be for anyone else. So that's why it's like, create that custom affirmation for you say that every single day and believe it deep down, because if you don't, it's not going to be worth anything. hundred percent, hundred percent. And I, I really like personalizing mine. Mine are, mine are weird at times, man. I, I have some weird affirmations out there, but it's, it's weird how they work. It's really weird. Um, here's another question for you. I feel like you're a cold shower guy. Are you not? I am a cold shower guy. Um, big believer in do something that sucks every day. So that's a big thing of David Goggins, but especially in sales and especially in business, like, when you're in control of your own income, like you have to be able to control your mind and your body, right? So it's a simple discipline first thing in the morning that if you do that, it, it's crazy. It's like your results will get so much better because you're in control. Like there's not a single morning that I want to take a cold shower. Never. I, I haven't had a morning yet. And I do it every single morning because if I don't, then when it comes time to make a sales call or to conduct a meeting or to do a follow-up that I don't want to do, now all of a sudden I'm like, eh, I let the cold shower slip. I'll let this slip. I'll check social media one little bit one small crack leads to massive disruption throughout the day. Dude, it's a slippery slope. I'm telling you. And that's another little thing that I'm really glad I started doing just cause uh, it just strengthens you overall. Your discipline gets a little better. And even if you're not the most disciplined person, after you start doing it, you are damn sure more disciplined than you were before. You have to be a hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of people think that discipline is like, you either have it or you don't like you're either David Goggins or you're just a lazy schmuck. Right. And really it's not that at all. It's like, it's a muscle. And like, if you work it, it's going to be strong. If you don't work it, it's not going to be strong. So you get to decide. Absolutely. Absolutely. So with your time, obviously you're protective of it and you're doing a lot of winter's circle during the day. I'm sure, I'm sure you're doing a lot of self-improvement. You're probably reading, you got your cold shower blast. Um, how important to you are things like uh, making sure you're getting a sweat in or, you know, do you, do you ever disconnect? Do you ever just stop working Sam? Or are you just on the run at all times? Um, yeah, I, I definitely disconnect. Um, I don't, I don't, I still try to get up. I still get up in, in good time on the weekends, but like I will, I don't go seven days a week. Like I'm a big believer on taking off um, for, for the Sabbath, taking off to have a day of rest. Um, so that's, that's a big piece for me. It's like, so, like, you can't be on and like, just go, go all the time, or you're just going to burn out, you know? So, um, and you're going to kill yourself. So for health reasons, like I definitely take a day off, um, but focus on your health, like physical fitness, mental fitness, and, and keeping like all that stuff is super important because your body, your mind is a part of your body. And most people think like, Oh, I can eat whatever I can not work out. And like, I can still think and make sales and whatever. It's like, you will not, you will not, you will be terrible. You know, if your body gets lazy and lackadaisical and you have these like just crappy chemicals and hormones and whatever, it's just going to like, that's going to go all over your sales process and, and business. Oh, I know I really well. And I mean, the older you get, I, I mean, we're both young. We don't know for sure, but I'm sure <laughs> the older you get, you got to pay attention a little more. Know what I mean? 
because food 100%. is fuel. I get I get made fun of sometimes for saying that food is fuel, but I mean it's it true. It's the truth. It's yeah. I um I will definitely like I I keep a pretty clean diet. Like every night, like I'm not like I'll never eat anything fun. Um, but like it's like if you're eating like natural like healthy food, like that is your fuel, and that's what your mind runs off. That's what your body runs off. If you are eating like high carbs, high sugar, like all this junk, your focus is going to be way down. Your energy is going to be way down. It's like when you're eating good, healthy food, you just have so much longer sustainable energy. And it's like, that's what sales is all about. Like you got to be going, you got to be making stuff happen. If you don't have the energy, like you're just going to, you're just going to clunk out. Yep. You're going to, you know, you'll be a dinosaur. The asteroid will hit you. You will go extinct. So that's the truth. Sam, thank you for coming on. I knew we had a little hard stop. Um, I actually got to get back to my sales as do you. So thank you for coming on, man. And anybody that's listening that might be interested, or if you know somebody that's interested, I know you do. Don't lie to yourself. Just share this episode. It'll be on our Instagram. It'll be on our Facebook. Uh, we'll tag Sam in it. We'll tag winner's circle. Everything will be laid out there for you. It's going to be hard to miss. So Sam, any last words? Awesome. Yeah. I mean, like for people that are listening, just like, the biggest thing that I always want people to understand is just believe, like believe that whatever it is that you want to achieve, like you have that goal in mind for a reason and you 1000% can achieve it. So like, don't let anyone tell you why you can't don't let yourself tell you why you can't go out and do it. Just start taking action towards the goal imperfect action forward and things will start to happen. You'll start to get better. Things will start to be clearer. Um, so just go for it. That's my advice. If you guys need any help, obviously reach out to George and, and you guys for the podcast, bold perceptions. You can reach me on Instagram at Sam Martin Success. Our website is winnercircletraining.com. If there's ever anything we can do to, to add value to the listeners, um, we're always down to help. Yes, sir. Thank you, Sam. Everybody be bold. Share the episode. Have a good night. Awesome. See you guys.